You're listening to a sermon from the Langley Canadian Reformed Church. We hope you'll find it to be spiritually edifying. Let us open Holy Scripture and read from God's Word in the New Testament, Gospel according to Mark chapter 3, beginning at verse 31, and we will read through chapter 4, verse 25. The text for the sermon will be in the Scripture reading. The text will be Mark 4, the verses 1 through 20. So we will begin at the end of Mark 3, beginning at verse 31. Then Jesus' mother and brothers arrived. Standing outside, they sent someone in to call him. A crowd was sitting around him. And they told him, your mother and brothers are outside looking for you. Who are my mother and my brothers, he asked. Then he looked at those seated in a circle around him and said, Here are my mother and my brothers. Whoever does God's will is my brother and sister and mother. Again, Jesus began to teach by the lake. The crowd that gathered around him was so large that he got into a boat and sat in it out on the lake while all the people were along the shore. At the water's edge. He taught them many things by parables, and in his teaching said, Listen, a farmer went out to sow his seed. As he was scattering the seed, some fell along the path, and the birds came and ate it up. Some fell on rocky places where it did not have much soil. It sprang up quickly because the soil was shallow. But when the sun came up, the plants were scorched, and they withered because they had no root. Other seed fell among thorns, which grew up and choked the plants, so that they did not bear grain. Still other seed fell on good soil. It came up, grew, and produced a crop, multiplying thirty, sixty, and even a hundred times. Then Jesus said, He who has ears to hear, let him hear. When he was alone, the twelve and the others around him asked him about the parables. He told them, The secret of the kingdom of God has been given to you. But to those on the outside, everything is said in parables, so that they may be ever seeing but never perceiving and ever hearing but never understanding. Otherwise, they might turn and be forgiven. Then Jesus said to them, Don't you understand this parable? How then will you understand any parable? The farmer sows the word. Some people are like seed along the path where the word is sown. As soon as they hear it, Satan comes and takes away the word. That was sown in them. Others, like seeds sown on rocky places, hear the word and at once receive it with joy. But since they have no root, they last only a short time. When trouble or persecution comes because of the word, they quickly fall away. Still others, like seeds sown among thorns, hear the word, but the worries of this life, the deceitfulness of wealth, and the desires for other things come in and choke the word, making it 
unfruitful. Others, like seeds sown on good soil, hear the word, accept it, and produce a crop thirty, sixty, or even a hundred times what was sown. He said to them, Do you bring in a lamp to put it under a bowl or a bed? Instead, don't you put it on its stand? For whatever is hidden is meant to be disclosed, and whatever is concealed is meant to be brought out into the open. If anyone has ears to hear, let him hear. Consider carefully what you hear. He continued, with the measure you use, it will be measured to you and even more. Whoever has will be given more. Whoever does not have even what he has will be taken from him. Congregation of our Lord Jesus Christ, it was an exciting time in Israel among God's people. An exciting time in which all the excitement was about and around the Lord Jesus Christ. The excitement was all about Jesus. The people in Israel crowded to Jesus. Just to be where Jesus was, that was, that was really something. We can, we can notice that as we read through the scripture reading in Mark 3 and, and Mark 4. To be where Jesus was, that was quite something. To be close to Jesus who came with great works of mercy, of healing, of restoring life. To be close to Jesus who came with words of mercy and love. Words also with great authority in his teaching. Words like Israel had never heard it before. So if you were close to Jesus, you could see and hear great things going on in Israel, heavenly things going on on earth. And if you were close to the Lord Jesus, you could, you could share in these great things happening on earth. If you were near Jesus, you too could enjoy the powers of the coming kingdom. So we can read, for example, in Mark chapter 3, we didn't read that, but Mark chapter 3, verse 9 and 10, people were crowding around Jesus because he had healed many, with the result that all those who had afflictions and sicknesses pressed around Jesus in order to touch him. Pressing in on Jesus to touch him because Jesus is the source of great things, good things, life restored and peace. Where Jesus is, people try to get close to him. It's good to be close to Jesus, just like it is good for sheep to be close to their shepherd. Well, this is what's happening again in, in the text, Mark 4, verse 1. Such a very large crowd gathered to Jesus that he got into a boat and sat down on the sea, in the boat on the sea. People wanted to be close to Jesus. They, they are drawn to him. A very large crowd gathered to Jesus, and now Jesus gets into a boat, and he goes away from the land, and he goes 
onto the sea, a little ways out from the land where the people are. In Mark chapter 3, verse 9, we can also read about a boat when the people are crowding around Jesus. Then Jesus tells the disciples to get a boat ready for him, to be ready just in case. Well, this time, the crowd apparently is so big and so much pressing on Jesus that he, that he has to use the boat. He has to get into the boat. Now, on one level, it's clear why this is happening It's more practical for the Lord Jesus to get into the boat and go a little ways away and be able to reach the large, the large crowd more effectively. But on another level, we, we should notice what the result of this is. Jesus is now over here on the sea and the people are over here on the land, on the shore. There is some, some distance between Jesus and the crowd. Now they cannot come close to Jesus. They cannot press on him. They cannot, they cannot touch him. So the connection between the crowd and Jesus is now not his touch. The connection between the crowd and Jesus is now just his words. Of course, they, they can also see Jesus. That's, that's an extra connection. But it's especially words that now connect Jesus to the people. Connect Jesus on the sea with the people on the land. The distance that Jesus has created by getting into the boat forces the people, forces the crowds to connect with Jesus, not by touch, but to connect with Jesus, especially with their ears. And in connection with the parable, then, that, that's, that's quite important. Jesus is making the crowd into hearers of his word. With, with the challenge, with the question, will you now hear Jesus' words as eagerly as you want to touch and crowd around him? Will you take the powers of the coming kingdom in words of truth as much as in miracles of power? If you still want to be close to Jesus and taste the powers of the coming kingdom, you have to just use your ears now. And then something else happens. Jesus The Lord Jesus goes a step further. Not only is there a a physical distance between Jesus on the water and the crowd on the shore, a distance which forces the ears to, to work, the Lord Jesus goes on to create another distance, a different, a different sort of distance as well. And he does it in the style of his teaching, teaching in parables. That's what we read in the middle of the text. The disciples in verse 10, they say, why, why parables? And the Lord Jesus says basically that parables are, are to sift and to sort the crowd. What, what kind of crowd is that on the shore, says Jesus? Parables do this. They force people not just to hear words, but parables force the people, the crowd, to listen. To listen, to, to go deeper than just 
the words. To listen, to, to receive the words and, and work with what's underneath the words. Because otherwise parables will not make sense. See, and not everyone who hears Jesus' words wants to do all that with His words. So the Lord Jesus creates a distance of two kinds to teach people, to teach us what it means to be close to Him and what it means to come into the kingdom with Him, to be near to Him. If you want to come near to Jesus and into the kingdom of life restored, then hear Jesus' words. Use your ears, but but not just hear with your ears, but listen to the words, to the teaching of Jesus. Listen, listen carefully. Work with the words to get the meaning underneath the words. The Lord Jesus speaks in parables, and the Lord Jesus himself says that he does it not to make things clearer with little illustrations from everyday life, Jesus says he speaks in parables to actually make things a little bit more difficult for hearing. To to kind of make things a little bit more foggy so you have to actually focus to see what's really there. Parables are like, like riddles. Like riddles, coded teaching. And you need Jesus, the code breaker, to really get it. Parables force the hearers to listen carefully, to come into the teaching willingly, accepting Jesus, not just with the ears, but with the heart. Listen with your heart. And so come into the kingdom, into the kingdom of life with Jesus Christ. And yes, there are those who who stay outside of the teaching, even though they have heard the words of Jesus. That's what the Lord says. Seeing, they see and don't see. They don't perceive. They don't see deeply. Hearing, they they hear, but, but they don't understand. They they miss the meaning because their heart remains outside the words of Jesus because they reject Him. Jesus is on the sea and they are on the land and they don't come any closer to the Lord Jesus or to His kingdom because the words of Jesus, while connecting with the ear outwardly, do not connect with the heart inwardly. And so the parable, it is a parable all about hearing. It's usually known to us as the parable of the sower, as it begins with with the sower or the farmer. But in the parable, the emphasis doesn't really fall on, on the sower. It's more about the seed and the soil, and it, it's actually more about the soil than it is about the seed. It's about the hearing of the word of of Christ, the word that is sown. The sower himself kind of stays more in the background. 
See then how Jesus introduces the parable in verse 3 with, with the one word. He, he says, listen, listen. And then at the end of the parable, verse 9, again, the Lord Jesus emphasizes, listen, he who has ears to hear, let him hear. So it, it's all about hearing, all about hearing. The parable teaches that there are different types of hearers. But we could also say that the Lord Jesus teaches that there that there are different types of hearing. Hearing. In other words, no one no one should get the impression that if he or she is, let's say, hearer number one or number three, then he or she is now pegged being hearer number one or three forever. I don't think that's the intention of the Lord Jesus. It, it's not that static. In fact, the disciples themselves were not very good listeners. Jesus says that in verse 13. You, you don't even understand this parable. That's what Jesus says to his disciples. And these, we know, are the same disciples, most of them, who later became apostles, sent out to to sow the word, to teach the word. So they, they changed somewhere. They changed from not hearing very well to becoming teachers of the word of Christ. So no one needs to leave the parable with the impression that he or she is hopelessly pegged as a certain kind of soil forever. Yes, one question the parable does raise is, what kind of hearer are you? Am I? But another way of asking the question is, which kind of hearing did you bring, did I bring, are we bringing to the Word? What kind of hearing do we bring when Jesus speaks His Word to us? What connection with Jesus do we make when He speaks His Word? Do I keep distance from the Lord Jesus? Or do I bridge the distance to Him by bringing not just my ears, but my listening? Bringing my heart to His words. And do we grow in doing that? See, that's what brings us close to Him and into the kingdom of God. The Lord Jesus is now in heaven and we are here on earth. Our closeness to Him our enjoyment of the powers of the heavenly kingdom is now all about hearing His words. His words, our hearing. We can't crowd to Jesus. We can't go to Him and touch Him for restoration of life. We, we can't even see Him over there on the boat. We must apply ourselves only to His words. We must apply ourselves with our ears and, and with our hearts. Now, before we go ahead and look at uh, a little closer at the different sorts of hearer, the different sorts of hearing, we, we should know what, what the word is that, that the sower sows. The sower is Jesus and the seed is the word of the gospel. The good news of the kingdom of God coming through and in the Lord Jesus. The good news coming in the Lord Jesus who came to be crucified for our sin. In that way, the Lord Jesus opened the way into the kingdom of God for sinners, for us. 
So that, that's the word which is sown. The joy and the blessing and the life of the eternal kingdom comes in and from the king crucified for our sins. And so to be close to a healing and restoring Jesus and the power of the kingdom of heaven, it really means to embrace, through his words, to embrace the crucified king for our sins. And here we see why it is that there are these different kinds of hearers, these different kinds of hearing. This is the sort of message Right? That, that sifts and divides and separates what looked like one crowd in front of Jesus. A crucified king as the only way into the eternal kingdom and life restored. Someone will hear those words and not even hear what was really said. A crucified king for my sins is so far from my way of thinking about life and about me and about kingdom and about glory that that I don't even hear it. I don't even get it. Forgiveness of sins? That's not why I came here to listen to Jesus. So the word of Jesus, I heard it, but I didn't. I didn't even really hear. It didn't even register. Immediately, Satan comes and takes away the word which was sown in them, leaving the word lying on the hard ground for Satan to take away. And the parable of Jesus challenges us. Is that the hearing Is this the hearing that I take with me when I go where Jesus' words are? Is this the kind of hearing that I do regularly? I'm near the Word fairly regularly. It's not far from my ears. The Word comes near. The sower has come by where I am. But I do not actually even hear what is said. See, such hearing, which is not even hearing, does not bring us close to the Lord Jesus at all. And then it will be no wonder, it will be no wonder at all when the powers of the coming kingdom, peace and joy and life in the Holy Spirit, are far from us if we do not even apply our ears to hearing, we haven't even got to listening yet. Remember, the Lord Jesus is teaching in such a way as to show that the connection to Him and the kingdom doesn't come on the surface level. It doesn't come naturally, doesn't come automatically through just sitting in a pew or just standing in front of Jesus who is in the boat. The connection to Jesus and the kingdom comes at the level of the heart through the ears. And to get to that point, Jesus is teaching that we must apply ourselves to the word. If we don't even bother with our ears, Satan comes and takes away the word that was 
so. There is another kind of hearer, another kind of hearing. And the next two kinds are are closely related. There is the seed that falls on the rocky soil that springs up immediately but doesn't last. And there is the seed that falls among the thorns and is choked. We can say that the first one has no root and the second of these has no fruit. No root and no fruit. For both of these, there is, as we, as we can read, there is an initial acceptance. So, so there is hearing. There is, there is some listening, taking it in. But, but to a certain point, we see what happens. The problems with the hearing or the listening The problems appear after the hearing. For the first, the trouble comes from from trials, afflictions, troubles, persecutions because of the word. Afflictions and persecutions because of the word put faith to the test. Opposition in the world. The, The sun is hot on the soil. And there is no depth. The world is hostile to believers. And now it doesn't seem suddenly so clear that a crucified king is the conquering king of the heavenly kingdom who is stronger than all enemies. The opposition comes with withering attacks on the word. Really, what are you going to do with the word of a crucified king in the real world against an enemy who mocks and attacks. What the enemy has appears so much stronger, wiser than what the word has. It all sounds good, maybe even exciting. When, when I first heard the word, when, I, when, when we are sitting in the comfort of the pew, but taking the word into a hostile world seems so, seems so irrelevant and weak. And the hearing and the somewhat listening withers the plant. This one falls away, is caused to stumble. The hearing of the word doesn't, doesn't hold them up doesn't last, not because there is something wrong with the word, but because the hearing was not deep. For this hearer, for this kind of hearing, life is too hard for the word to take root. Life is too hard for faith in the word. The hearing dries up. And then the the seed that falls among the thorns. Also here, the problem appears after the hearing. Now it is not a case of life being too hard, as with the previous sort of hearing. Here the problem is the flip side. Life is too easy. There's just too many good things going on in this world the cares of the world and the deceitfulness of riches and the desires for other things, plans, our hopes, our dreams, 
our distractions. Life, life is too good. Life is too easy. This kind of soil wants to do two things at once. It wants to grow the seed among thorns. Once the word plus the world. And Jesus' point with this one is it, it doesn't work. Doesn't work. You don't really have two things going on at once. You don't. You don't. You have one thing going on. The thorns choke the seed. The world chokes the word. And there, there is no fruit. So hearing the word, yes. Listening somewhat. Not really listening. Not, not grasping the consequences of the word of a crucified king. See, not seeing that the word of a crucified Savior for sin means a life of carrying a cross after him. A life of self-denial. The cross of Jesus and my self-denial, that goes together. It does not go together to hear the word about the crucified king for my sin and then go off on a path of worldly self-indulgence and self-gratification and sensual living. It does not go together to hear about the Lord Jesus Christ who died for sin to get us to the heavenly kingdom and then turn around and live my life from the earthly kingdom, the world, the kingdom of this world. The hearing of the word, in this instance, the hearing of the word gets choked by a sort of life that has nothing to do with the word. Only one thing remains, says Jesus, not two, but one. Weeds, thorns, there is no fruit. The hearing becomes unfruitful because life is too good here and now. So this is a second and third sort of hearing. For one, life is too difficult. For the other, life is too easy. For one, there is no root with the hearing of the gospel. For the other, there is no fruit with the hearing of the gospel. And again, the challenge of the parable, what sort of hearing do we bring with us where the word is sown to us? To be sure, with all three types of hearing we've heard so far, there was the word sown. And there were ears in the place where the word was sown. And yet three times, it's disappointment. Sometimes there isn't engaging with the words at all, no hearing at all. Sometimes some hearing, but, but not, not really listening. Consequent listening. Sometimes hearing with some listening, but not, not really receiving. No, no root, no fruit. And with all three types of failed hearers, failed hearing, the Lord is teaching that the connection between His hearers and Himself and the heavenly kingdom is not a live connection because the hearing of the word is faulty. There is no such thing 
as an on-the-surface-is-good-enough-for-me connection with Jesus and His kingdom. As long as I'm sitting here with my ears in the pew, with words coming at me, it's all good. Nothing is good where the heart does not get into the words of the Lord Jesus. Words and ears are necessary, but that's not all there is. Words and ears must translate into connection between hearts and Jesus. And this is what the Lord describes then in the, in the last part of the parable. There is also this, seed falling on good soil and fruitfulness. And again, the challenge, are we bringing the good soil to where the seed is sown? Bringing not just our ears to the Word, but bringing our listening. Bringing not just our listening to the Word, but bringing our hearts bringing our hearts ready for for fruit-bearing. When the Lord Jesus teaches in parables, He is teaching us in this form of teaching that He is calling us to apply ourselves to the Word by going deeper, by going under the surface, going into the Word. Deeper listening, where the heart takes hold of the message of a crucified king and his kingdom, which translates into a life of fruit-bearing, faith and repentance, which is thirty-fold, sixty-fold, a hundred-fold of self-denying, cross-bearing thanksgiving to God. This is the life that has connected to Jesus and his kingdom It is evident in the fruit. The heavenly kingdom power coming out in faith and repentance and holy living according to the will of God. The fruit of the seed that fell among, that that fell into the good soil is described as not being all, all identical. Some thirty, some sixty, some a hundred times what was sown. It's all good hearing. It's all good fruit coming from good soil. It is all thankfulness to God in a life of faith and repentance dedicated to the glory of Christ's kingdom. But it's not all identical in output. The Lord Jesus does not present this as a problem. The problem in the parable is not 30 or 60 or 100 coming out of good soil. The problem is clearly with the first three kinds of of soil. So where do we get the right kind of listening from? Without it, we will not see the kingdom of God where Jesus is and restored glorious life. Where do we get the right kind of listening from? The Lord Jesus says to the disciples in verse 11, it is a gift given. It is a gift given with and from Jesus who brings the word, who sows the seed. The disciples go to Jesus who promises the gift of 
good hearing and understanding. It's Jesus' word. He delights to give the right hearing. So we apply ourselves to the word of Christ. And exactly there, applying ourselves to the word of Christ, there we meet Jesus, who promises his spirit, who gives faith, gives understanding to those who apply themselves to his word, submitting. No one who applies himself or herself to really hearing Jesus' word will be disappointed. No one who applies himself or herself will be disappointed. None who hear and listen will be turned away, will miss out on the kingdom of God. Again, what kind of soil do we bring? Have we become the good soil at Jesus' feet. Amen. This has been a sermon from the Langley Canadian Reformed Church. For more information, please visit us on the web at www.langleycanrc.org.